Welcome to the City Hill podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. So I don't know about you, but sometimes when you're online, there's a bit of clickbait. And as you click on the clickbait, the most frustrating thing for the world for me is when, you know, it just loads so slowly and you're waiting, you're like, I want to know, I want to know what happened with that, like celebrity story, that football gossip or whatever, and it's not loading, it's not loading, it's not loading, it's not loading. And then the worst thing in the world happens. You've been hooked. You want to know that piece of information that, that is so, actually, when you really deep down think about it, is so stupid and irrelevant, but it's got you hooked and you're waiting for that page to load. And then the page loads and it says 404, missing link. Oh my gosh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating when you've, firstly you've bought into clickbait and you've clicked on some clickbait. Now you've clicked on some clickbait and you wanna know, now the page is loading slowly and now you're getting a 404 and you're like, refresh, 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 404, 404, 404. Man, I've wanted to grab my computer and just smash it on the corner because I'm so frustrated with seeing 404 missing link. Here's the thing. Is prayer and does prayer sometimes feel like a 404 missing link? Man, I have spent so long asking this. I have spent so long waiting for this page to load. And now when it's finally loaded, it is a missing link. It is not what I was looking for. It was not what I wanted. It is not what I anticipated. It is not what I saw. I feel so often with prayer, we are missing the link. We are missing the link. I want to talk to you about a word that is used most frequently for prayer in the Old Testament, and that word is tefillah. Now, tefillah is a really interesting thing because the conversation around tefillah for the Jewish people isn't even about a verse where it even mentions the word prayer, but it mentions what they deem as the concept behind tefillah that kind of holds it in place. So, in the law of God, it says that we are to serve God with all our heart. So then the Jewish people start to ask the question, well, how do you serve with your heart? That's a good question. Because for them, it's kind of like when you serve God, it's with what you do, it's with your actions, it's with your body. But, but here we're to serve God with all your heart. And, and serve, the word used in Hebrew, means like labor, like a laborous task, hard work. And so the idea of what could be hard work that you use with your heart and so the classic answer to this question is tefillah, is tefillah. A labor of, check this, this, I love this, a labor of awakening the hidden love within the heart until a state of intimate union with the divine is achieved. Wow, I'm going to say that statement again because I tell you what, when someone says to you at church, Let's pray. When someone says, can you pray with me? When someone says, can you pray for me? When you have a prayer meeting or you ever join a prayer meeting, I guarantee when someone said prayer, the thing that you were thinking about inside was not, wow, I can't wait to have a labor of awakening the hidden love within the heart until a state of intimate union with the divine is achieved. No one ever thinks like that for prayer. No one ever thinks like that for prayer. But that's why I think so often when you and I try and pray, we get a 404, we get a missing link. We get a missing link. I want to give you a picture about why this kind of works. I want to, I want to show you something. I want to throw something your way. So Psalm 23 verse 5, you prepare a table for me before me in the presence 
of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's David's psalm. It's a banging, banging, banging psalm. Now, let's think about this for a minute. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Now, we're going to play this track two different ways. So let's look at this. And for some of us today, as we unpack this and look at looking for this state of an intimate union with the divine being achieved through our heart and a labor of the heart, I'm going to talk about us maybe having a date, but with God and in two different categories. I'm going to talk about it as a daddy date because some of us need a date with our father where we're sitting down for, for dinner and, and meeting our dad, the divine, in the most amazing, powerful way. Some of us are going to need the groom to turn up. We need that intimate love that Jesus is going to bring. So the father, the son. We're going to be talking about those and having this date. Here's where dates can go wrong. I don't know if any of you have ever been on a first date and done this. I don't know anyone who has. And if you have, I would love to hear if you ever got a second date. If you got a second date, you're an absolute friggin' miracle worker. You have turned water into wine. So we're getting to the date. We're sitting down for dinner. You know, that person that your entire life, or, or it seemed your entire life, or for months, or for weeks, you've been infatuating over. You've been completely like, your heart, every time you see them, they say your name, it skips a beat. You feel queasy, you feel sick, and butterflies in your stomach. They are sitting across the table from you. They are looking at you with eyes, like they wanna be there, that they wanna spend time with you, that they wanna talk to you, that they wanna have a fantastic meal with you. In that moment, you go, great, well, you know, I'm really glad you're here. Um, it's great. Um, could we just could we just start with my list? I've just got a list of things that <clears throat> I want to I want to talk to you about. So there's these things that I could really do with, and I'd love it if you you could give me these. Like I've got a few debts. If you could pay them, that'd be great. Uh, emotionally, I'm a bit vulnerable and insecure at times, and uh, if we're going to keep having these dates, I'd love it if you could um, help me feel less insecure by like constantly um, completing me and fulfilling me in these different ways. Oh, by the way, um, the tax disc on my car is about to run out. Um, I know you've seen the place where I was, where you came to meet me. That's not actually the place I live. That's my mates. I just want to look better. But, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, you know, you've got a good job in that. We could get a place like that one day. I couldn't do it on my own, but I feel like you could make that possible. And I just feel that if we continue having these dates, you know, I could eventually end up there and you'd be there with me. Now, if any of you have the delusions of thinking that's going to lead to date number two, I want to know. I want to know. I mean, I just can't imagine it. I don't know about you, but this is it. It's like he prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. And you're just sitting there going like, hey, God, um, I don't know if you noticed. That's, that's my addiction over there that I'm really struggling with. Uh, if you could make that go away, then, then we could, you know, chow, chow down. He's like pouring the Chateau Neuf de Pas. The steak filet mignon is laid out on the table. And you're going, oh, oh God, um, just if you could make that person, that person at work that is really annoying me, if you could just like, you know, vaporize them. You know, no one really missed them. They're a bit annoying. Just get rid of them. Oh, oh God, by the way, if you could just make my kids and uh, uh, um, be on mute for like eight hours or sleep for eight hours. You know, my wife, she nags a bit. If you could just you know, turn that down, God, you know, then we can enjoy this meal that we have going on here. Or for you ladies, switch that around with your husband who's lazy and doesn't do it. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. He prepares a table for us in the midst of our enemies. You know what? The problem I have with prayer, and I think a lot of us have with prayer, is we don't understand the concept. 
you know, we had a great prayer meeting this week on Wednesday at 7.30. We have it every Wednesday. If you'd love to come along to that, just DM the City Hill account. We'll send you an invite. Um, it's digital. We're on Zoom. And it's, it's a great, 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 great time. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so much fun. And we split off. And the guys were splitting off. We had the greatest conversation about Age of Ultron, about science and about God and prayer and all these different things. And we had this one moment where I remember saying one thing and the guys just got gassed. And so I want to share it right now. That sometimes when it comes to praying, sometimes when it comes to praying, God does a little pushback and he pushes you back to push you forward. Because you see, so often you and I, we think like that list of things that we would never go on a date with, we feel like it's okay to just come with God with that. And sometimes there's a pushback and he's like, ah, missing link, 404, I'm so sorry, this is not what this is about. But it's to push you forward. It's to push you into something greater. It's about preparing a table for you in the midst of your enemies. Because you want to know something? No one grows by a God who removes and changes and transforms their environment constantly. You'll never grow. You'll be a baby your whole life. If God just changes your environment, you're never going to grow. If God just removes everything around you, you're never going to grow. But as you start taking steps of growth, God starts to use you to transform your environment. And then all of a sudden, there's no longer a prayer missing link. There's no longer a prayer missing link because you're chowing down with your dad. You're chowing down with your dad. Now, Jesus taught us how to pray. He taught us how to pray. And so Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Wow, Lord, teach us to pray. As John taught his disciples. So he's like, John's teaching his disciples to pray like him. You're praying like fire. I don't know how to pray like this. This is crazy. Lord, could you teach me how to pray like you? That's what his disciples say. Teach me how to pray like you. And he said, when you pray, say. And this is where he starts dropping mad bombs. This is the Lord's prayer. I'm telling you, the gospel is in this prayer. It is so hot. It is absolute mad fire. Father hallowed be your name first of all two things there is the push back and the push forward in this one statement pull forward he pushes you forward father what i can call god father let me tell you a concept for them where if you went into the holy of holies people dropped dropped dead and lost their lives they had people tied on ropes to pull them out of the temple because no one would go in after them they didn't want to die they had that kind of a reverence for god in his presence and you're telling me to start off calling him father but then there's the check back. There's the push back to push you forward. Hallowed be your name. God is holy. How is God holy? God is holy because you are not holy. There is a separation divide. There is an issue between us that is a sin issue. There stops an intimacy between the two of us. Father, hallowed be your name. So God is our dad and he wants us to come and engage and encounter him. But hallowed be your name. There's a holiness issue. There's a problem between us. Give us each day our daily bread. The things on the list that you actually need, not the stuff you generally pray about. Here's where the gospel comes in. Forgive us our sins as we join you in the forgiveness of sins. As we forgive those who sin and wrong us. And lead us not into temptation. Temptation's out there. God, would you lead me away from that and not into that? That's how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. But then... This is where it gets crazy because the conversation is still going on. He told them how to pray, but he's still teaching them on it. And he said to them, which of you has a friend who will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, let me free loads for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to give him. 
And he answered from within, do not bother me, the door is now shut. My children are in bed, bruv, like, go somewhere else. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. As a Westerner, we're hearing, like, at this point, like, God's going to give me the mad things I want for me. God's going to give me all the things that, that I want for my life and for me and for my needs. And... and he says, for everyone who asks, receives. Yes, God. And the one who seeks, finds, seeks. Listen, too many guys aren't seeking. That's why you're finding 404 missing link. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you, then you, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give what? The Mercedes-Benz, give what? The holiday of a lifetime. Give what to those who ask him? Give the Holy Spirit. You see, that question was fundamentally different when it came to prayer than you and I. The lower classes, the, the, the prayer life wasn't about, like, let me move up a class. Like, I'm sure they talk to God about those things and those frustrations. Everyone does. That's cool. But that wasn't the central point of prayer. The list wasn't the central point of prayer. The central point of prayer for them, tefillah, the Hebrew word, with that understanding of that union of the divine, of encountering your heart, encountering and coming into a union of intimacy with the divine, the labor of your heart, serve the Lord with all your heart, to feel that prayer, what we talked about at the beginning. Their understanding and their question of how to pray was, how can I have this intimate union with God? So Jesus says, well, you have to start off with Father because he's your Father in heaven. He wants intimacy with you. But there's a holiness issue. And when you come to the holiness issue, you can ask him for the things you need your daily bread, but then after that, you want to ask for forgiveness of sins. And then after that, you want to say to him, Lord, I'm going to be about the same ministry as you. I'm going to go out there forgiving those who wrong me. And God, please leave me not in temptation. And then you're going to give him all the glory for what he's doing. And then when it comes down to this, he gives this example of a, of a father in the, in the human sense and in the heavenly sense. And then he says that, ask your, Holy, ask your father, heavenly father, and how much more will the heavenly father give the what? Holy Spirit. To those who ask him, four or four missing link. We've been asking for the wrong thing. He's been preparing a table for you in the midst of your enemies. And we've been asking all this time for the wrong thing. We've been turning up to a date with the list. We've been turning up to a date with the list. Oh my gosh. And then we've been wondering why there's a 404 missing link somewhere. That this whole prayer thing isn't really working out for us. I want to switch it up. Now we've looked at the Hebrew concept. Tefillah, I want to look at one of the, and there's many different Hebrew words. We don't have time on this one Instagram live to go through the different words there are for prayer, but it's the one that I'm honing in on right now today. I want to look at one of the Greek ones, Ereteo. Now, Ereteo is a word that's used when people are on a level, when people are on a level. So it's one person on a level talking to another one. Because a lot of time when we talk about prayer, we're looking at the divine and we're, and we're coming like a beggar, like begging for help and stuff. So I want to talk about Ereteo. So now in Luke 4, 14 verse 25 to 32 now great crowds accompanied him and he turned and said to them if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother wife and children and brothers and sisters yes even his own life he cannot be my disciple now their language is different from ours when he says this statement he's saying his love and intimacy for them at the table that god is preparing for them is so great in intimacy that everything else and every other relationship looks like hate compared to the love that they have for jesus not that you really actually just go around hating people. It's that your love for him is so great that your amazing love for those people, which should be huge, looks like hate in comparison. 
Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when the foundation is laid, he will not be able to finish it. And people will laugh at him, saying, this man began to build what was not able to finish. Or what king, this is where we're going to get into Ereteo, what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down and first deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? And if he's not, while the other is yet a great way off, he will send a delegation and ask for the terms of peace. He will Ereteo the terms of peace, king to king. Therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all he has cannot be my disciple. If you don't come to a point where you realize that actually I'm looking at what he has and what I have and it's time to come and go, Jesus, what are the terms for peace? What are the terms for shalom? What is the terms for wholeness? What is the terms for salvation? What is the terms for me to know what it truly means to be alive? Not to exist like everyone else or chasing after some westernized dream. What does it mean to truly be alive? What does it mean? And that is where you have to let go of other ideals and other values and things that take hold of our hearts so easily. Luke chapter seven, I know this is hard today. I know this is hard and I'm not sorry because it needs to be hard. No more 404 missing links, guys. No more 404s. Luke chapter seven, verse 36. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. He went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table and behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, and she wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who was touching him, the sort of woman she is, for she is a sinner. Jesus answering, Jesus is answering to what the guy is saying inside his head, not even out loud. I love that. I have something to say to you, Simon. He said, say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii, the other 50. When they could not pay, he cancelled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered, the one, I suppose, for whom he cancelled the larger debt. And he said to him, that's right. Then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house, you gave me no water for my feet. That was customary, everyone got that respect to wash and clean their feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And then those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. The story starts with Eretau. It starts with one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. So the way he invites Jesus is like he's on a level. He's already got this tripping. He's on a level. But here's the thing. He comes to Jesus and he invites him to eat with him like he's on a level. Listen, I want to let you know this morning that maybe you've under the, you're under the delusional position that you and Jesus are on a level. But I want to let you know if you invite him to come and eat with you, he'll come and eat with you still. 
And, and, and when we look at, at, the, at the story of the psalm we looked at with David, he prepares a table for us in the midst of our enemies. You and I so often want to pray about this enemy changing, that enemy changing, that problem changing, that situation changing. But actually, the thing that needs to happen more than anything is you and I need to change. That you and I need to sit down and have an encounter with our dad. That you and I need to sit down and have an encounter with the groom, Jesus Christ. And the intimacy and the wholeness and the restoration he brings. He speaks in a story of one who's forgiven much, then loves much. But if you notice, that isn't the story of this woman at that time. If you notice, she comes loving much in the faith, in the hope that she'll be forgiven. I want you to know that you can come boldly to the table. I want you to know that you can come boldly even like this sinful Pharisee and ask Jesus to meet and eat with you. That you can ask him to come and meet with you in the most intimate way. That 404 prayer missing links are because we're turning up to dates. We're turning up to dates with a list. A list of all the ways he can make us into the thing we've never been intended to be. All this time we're getting a missing link because prayer has never mainly been about the list of things you need or want or desire. But the prayer has been about the thing you need more than anything else in this universe. To encounter your father who is in heaven. To encounter the groom. To meet with him in a way. This woman... Man, maybe, maybe you're feeling a bit like the Pharisee at the moment. You're deluded. You think you're on a level with Jesus. He still will come and eat with you. But to feel that is to wrestle and to weigh and to judge. And the idea behind prayer is, is that as I wrestle and I weigh and I judge, I lose like Jacob lost and walk with a limp the rest of his life. Because the angle is that God wants us to encounter him in a way that transforms us, not appeases us transforms us so God is going to push you back to push you forward last night Jody had gone to sleep because um, she was feeling tired and I was walking around and I was praying in the living room and going through this story and I, I didn't get all the practice time I needed for this talk because while I was just practicing my dad showed up my dad was there and I could just feel like my heart physically tightening in a way it hasn't tightened. It, it was just incredible. He was just there. And I sat down at the table. And it didn't matter about the enemies. It didn't matter about the challenges. It didn't matter about the problems in my environment in my life that have brought anxiety for me. Mental Health Awareness Week, guys, start wrestling with Jesus. Start wrestling with the Father. Start praying to him. Start getting into tefillah because it didn't matter my environment. It didn't matter my problems. It didn't matter my suffering. It didn't matter my heartache. It didn't matter my mental health. It didn't matter my emotional health and instability because my dad was in the room. My dad was present. And as he was there, I felt this tightening in my chest and I felt this absolute release because my father was present and he wanted to meet with me. Some of us today, as we're on this Instagram live, desperately need to meet with our Father in heaven. We desperately need to, to feel that. We need to stop coming with the list and come to encounter our dad. Some of us are so used to hyper-connectivity on social media, we don't really know what intimacy is and we crave it and we long for it and you're not going to find it in a like. You're not going to find it in an emoji or in a share or in a follow. 
you're going to find it in the Father who prepares a table for you in the midst of your enemies, that you know you are completely safe because he is there, that you know you will have transformation because he's present. I'm going to pray for us today. But my real prayer and hope is actually that you will take time in lockdown this week and sit at the table and have a date with your dad or have a date with the groom that you need to have like that lady did in that story. It doesn't matter if you're deluded and you come as Eriteo, he'll still come and eat with you. It doesn't matter if there's a holiness issue between you because Jesus came and died on the cross that you can come and encounter him. I'm gonna pray for us. Father, Jesus told us that you're a good God and we'll come and we'll ask you for all these different types of things, but how much more will you give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you meet with us? Would you prepare a table for us in the midst of our enemies, our uncertainties, our problems, our environment? Would you encounter us? Would we have that intimacy with you that leads to absolute transformation in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus? If you would love to, to join us for prayer, please uh, drop me a DM. Also, if you've never visited our church before, I would love to connect with you. So drop a DM in there. If you're happy to give us your email address and name, uh, we'll send you out some stuff about our mission, our vision, our values this week. And we'll also send you like digital copies of my two books that I've written. Uh, <laughs> the Karma Shima Drama, which is about the greatest commandment to love God with all you are. Shima is Hebrew to hear. It's what you hear, changes the way you see the world and you live in it. And also The Struggle Israel, which is one of the things we talked about one of the other weeks. I hope you guys have an amazing Sunday. May you encounter God for all his goodness. And may you experience that transformation. Guys, don't get a 404 missing link anymore in prayer. The list is cool and bring the list whenever you need to. And mental health, releasing all that stuff, telling God helps you feel so much better. But it's even greater when you just encounter God for all that he is. Have a fantastic week, guys. Love you all. See you next Sunday. Remember, bring a friend. Hashtag InstaChurch. Love and peace. Shalom. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. We are the light. We are the light. We are the light. We are the light.